Hello and welcome to the Tree Topper of Podcast, Legends of Philadelphia. <laughs> We're your host. I'm Tony Teak Trove. This is my schoolyard chum, Johnny Juniper Zito, and joining us on engineering duties, Brian Balsa Beerman. <laughs> these are good wood jokes, you know. We, you might be wondering, are these guys barking up the wrong tree? Well, in addition to being Philadelphia natives, Zito and I have a lifestyle brand, South Fellini, that focuses on Philly culture and in-jokes and comfort and podcasts and photosynthesis. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of times customers will ask us, how do you get these How do you get these pigeons out of my pear tree? Or they want to know if the plastic trees can still get termites. So we decided to start this podcast for, for as an easy explainer for the new Philadelphians and a refresher for the old heads. The city fascinates and excites us, so we're hoping to share it out with you. Nice. I have a tinsel tree. I don't know about you. I have a tinsel tree too. It's like it's mm. like blue and sparkly. Mm. Yeah, nothing real for me. I don't want any of this. It's it's more I'm trying to save the environment. I'm not trying to cut down any trees. <laughs> what if it was a bad tree though? You'd be doing the rest Maybe of the Maybe it deserved trees. it. Maybe it deserved it. It's like a serial killer tree. <laughs> yeah, like a, or a tree that committed war crimes. So you gotta No, I don't I don't I don't I don't support any of it. No, that's it's not true. I I was a carpenter. I love cutting. I love, I love killing, cutting. killing trees. <laughs> you waste paper all the time too. I love the smell of it when you even cut a tree. When you cut wood, I mean, it's I love. I'm a maniac. I gotta cut this. It's Christmas time. <laughs> I'm, I'm just being real. All right. <laughs> Jesus was a carpenter. Jesus loved cutting down it's trees. True, that's true. He invented the chair. I saw. Yeah, but he was magic. So every tree he cut down, he just made two more trees. <laughs> a good point this is the this is the kind of stuff you learn if you go to catholic school or listen yeah, to podcasts and and if you tune into our podcast yeah. <laughs> religious history drop your kids out of school and let them listen to <laughs> our podcast to get a real education <laughs> yeah leah learn it b-a-b-e-b we swing the alphabet here swing the alphabet swing the alphabet uh, today we're talking about public tree lighting. It is a common tradition at the start of the holiday season for the city and its officials to gather around and light a ceremonial Christmas tree. You know, like people that look up things for like, like I don't know, a podcast on like John Benet Ramsey or <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, or I'm going to look about like World War II or like some light listening. I'm trying to take a, I'm going to take a bath. Well, like, like, like true crime, you know, like, let me look up a podcast about trees. <laughs> <laughs> we might get a whole new community out of this. You think we might be like touching the tree community? Like the- yeah, yeah. Just tell people we 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 got trees and uh, and people will listen. We got trees. Yeah, we got tree. Right. You, you want trees? Okay. We got trees. Okay. It's such a regular occurrence, tree lighting ceremonies, that we hardly take notice every year as another fully decorated tree shows up at City Hall or the Patrick Avenue Fountain. Big deal. But public pines weren't always the norm. Public. The tradition kicked off in major cities about 110 years ago. So join us as we festoon Philly's first festive fur of failure. Festoon. Festoon, wow. Festoon. A lot, lot of F's and PH sounds there. <laughs> right? Before we get into it, I want to, I 
I'm gonna ask you a serious question. What's your least favorite Christmas song? Hmm. I'm sorry to put you on the spot. I thought you'd have a good answer at the top of your head. The answer is Paul McCartney's Christmas song. No, I like that one. No, <laughs> I like that. One. I don't care. That's the only uh, one. I, that's the only Christmas song I can listen to. It's the one you do like. It's the one I don't like. <laughs> oh, he's like trying too hard. No, I. You know I love Paul, but it's it's too much. I don't know if you could ever t- try too hard in a Christmas song. It just feels like feels like you should be given one hundred and ten percent. No matter what, John Lennon's—he doesn't care. He—he he barely, barely—he one take. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had the kids sing it. It's over Paul McCartney. He's—he's he's all in. It's too much. And then there's lots of people who think that only the Mariah Carey Christmas stuff counts. So, what about Grand Grandma got run over by a reindeer? That one's horrible too. Yeah, that's pretty bad. I hate that one. You're right. All right. Uh, you know what is not one of the worst ones, and everybody should look this up? What? The group H-Town, and they did a song called Knockin' Boots. It's like a 90, 90, it's a 90 slow jam. So then they did Knockin' Boots for Christmas. They did a Christmas version. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same song, but they added jingle bells, and it's like, girl... You know I'm gonna. Uh, That's like when they like when they make like teddies that are like Santa teddies. Yeah, like, yeah. It's only for like, it's for, for a very specific. It's, it's like, for fucking uh, on on December 24th and 25th only. <laughs> only, only those days. <laughs> but if you if you need a slow jam, H Town, knocking boots for Christmas. Sexy Christmas, sexy Christmas is weird. I don't know. Uh, it's on it's on Luke's Christmas album. <laughs> That, we should do a podcast on that. Sexy Christmas. Sexy Christmas. <laughs> That's next year. Write that down, Zito. Next year. <laughs> I'm already doing it. I'm already jotting it down. <gasps> Have you guys ever been to a tree lighting ceremony? Um, I've been to the Passyunk ones, right? They do them every Yeah, I've been year. to a few of those. Yeah. I guess I always kind of think, I mean, they just like turn the tree on. It's not like mm. they shoot it with a flaming arrow or something. You know? <laughs> They have the Rockefeller Center one on TV. They like they show it every year, right? Yeah, it's a big deal. Or they were. Yeah, but no one watches it. No one cares. Yeah. I went in 2014 or 15, and it was like the kickoff to the Christmas Village outside of City Hall that year. I found it underwhelming, to be honest. And uh, then recently, I found Why? a video. Uh, well, because there was like there wasn't that many people there, and it was like uh, kind of dead. And a little bit rainy, if I remember. It had, like, rained earlier in the day. That's not the tree's fault. You can't blame the trees. No, but I just mean it, it depressed turnout. It, 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 there was only a few people there. It was like... Not as fun. My, uh, Jim, the cheer wasn't, a, it wasn't as merry as it could have been. Yeah, Jim Kenny just flipped, flipped a switch from his office. He didn't even come out. <laughs> he had the clapper. <laughs> but every time somebody claps, it turns back on, though. <laughs> That's why the lights blink. So then recently I found a video of an early 80s tree lighting ceremony and there had to be like 10,000 people crammed into Dilworth Plaza singing Christmas carols. It was really heartwarming. And then you see Wilson Good uh, hit the big button. It's a big like cartoonish Wilson button. Good. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the, light, the tree lights up and people are like crying. People are like losing their shit. This it's is so, the one that's like, in the Hokie Way video? Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is it, like a cross-promote of Hokie Way video. 
Yeah, this whole well, everything is a cross promotion at South Fellini. That's that's right. South We're Synergy everyone. Fellini. That's what we call it. But o- open eleven to six on East Patrick Avenue. This holiday season, Wednesday to Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> when am I getting a cut of that? What hoagie wave? Let me let me get some free socks. No, be being this this being an advertisement. You can have as many free socks as you like, Bjorn. You can have as many free socks as you want. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna take two. You can wear them. You can wear them on your hands and your feet. You can only take an odd number. That's that's the catch. <laughs> Damn it! I only want two. Uh, and every year I go to the I go to the the Patrick Avenue uh, Christmas lighting ceremony, and that feel because it's more crammed in around the fountain. It feels like it's more of a big, lively event, and uh, people really pack in. Although, of course, there's not like ten thousand people there. It has the same energy from that like older video. So I think maybe that like uh, uh, the, the spirit is still alive, but maybe in smaller groupings, maybe more localized. Were they singing uh, the the uh, the Who Christmas song from the Grinch? No, they were singing Father Christmas from, by the Sex Pistols. That's what everybody was no, caroling. The kinks, you know. Oh, the, the kinks. kinks. Ah! Damn it. Let me take it again. Let me take it again. No. No. The Fab Four, the Rolling Stones. <laughs> Musicator, Zito. Well, we wouldn't even be talking about it if you didn't bring it up. <laughs> you brought it up. <laughs> you brought up. You asked me what they were caroling. <laughs> You brought up the, the Eurythmics a couple weeks ago. That wasn't us. <laughs> no, that one was on me. That one was on me. And then Zito came in with a Eurythmics t-shirt. And I was like, you can't even name any of their songs. Can't even name five songs. By the early 1910s, Americans had been celebrating Christmas around a decorated tree for about 80 years. The practice borrowed from Northern Europe became hugely popular here over the course of the 19th century. People should check out our Grease the Poles episode to learn more about those European traditions and how trees and and Christmas and gift-giving were all kind of intermingled. And pagan traditions. You got to give it to Christianity. They know how to just gobble up other other cultures. They just, like a, like a monolith, they just absorb it all. <laughs> Great artist steal. <laughs> While middle-class families enjoyed their comfortable, cozy Christmases at home, millions of new immigrants remained isolated in their ethnic traditions. Cities were becoming crowded and diverse. Social reformers began to fear that the American people were losing their shared identity. Looking out at a nation in crisis, the progressives saw Christmas trees as an opportunity to intervene. They smell good. That's true. Everybody likes the way a pine smells. I don't know. I think I'm allergic. <laughs> That's why people were crying. They were all allergic to it. So the sap gets in your yeah. eye. There's like spiders in there. No thanks. I think it's really interesting that they were like, they, they, that uh, this group of progressives were like, we need more Christmas trees. That'll make, that'll make things better. I know people are living in squalor, but if they just had Christmas trees. With the spiders and like spider eggs. (laughs) 
Every Christmas tree has uh, every Christmas. eighty spiders in it on <clears throat> average. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas. Here's here's a baby spiders in your in your in your. <laughs> what do you think of that? It's a stupid uh, tradition. I mean, stupid. Like I don't. I don't mean like. I just mean like it, the first person to do it was like, "What the fuck are you doing? Like, what? We're not bringing a tree in the house." This is a. This, yeah, like this. If the, if the situation, if the circumstances were like different, if it was like May, and I was like, "Hey, I'm bringing a tree. I found this tree outside. I'm I'm bringing this inside the house. I'm gonna like throw some shit on it, and you know, we're gonna just like deal with it for about a month." Everyone likes that, right? Like everybody be mad at me. Yeah. Like take it, get that out of here. But you still do it every May. I still do it every May. I don't <laughs> By enticing strangers to gather outside around an object widely associated with the home, the reformers hope to encourage community between people who might otherwise never speak to one another. So they saw this, I guess, as some kind of a, 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 a public space to uh, commune around the tree. I do like uh, I do like that when that happens, and any kind of parade or whatever. I do like the city joining together, so that's cool. But hands across America. What about that? What about that? Yep. Or was it like uh, drink a drink a Coke across America? Or- I, li- I like to buy the the world of coke. World of coke, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that too. Steal that. I yeah. mean, the the racism was just so heavy back then that there was Christians hating on Christians, and they were, and there they were, there was a huge gulf between them, and there were progressives who were like, if we could just get a Christmas tree in the town square and show everybody that we're all the same, <laughs> that we all worship the same pine tree, then. Maybe we could all get along, and it worked. It worked. It worked. It worked. We're still doing it to this day, right? Utopia we live in. People are nicer than ever. <laughs> an article in an urban planning magazine called American Cities reads: "Quote: The ideal municipal Christmas tree should draw to it all classes and kinds of citizens, whether rich or poor, native or foreign-born. It should symbolize to them and awaken in them." the spirit of brotherhood, while they voice together with the message of peace and goodwill, renewed loyalty to their common city, state, and country, Man. end quote. It's full of shit. I don't know. That's a big word salad. It doesn't really mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> their heart's in the right place, I guess. Yeah. But couldn't have been, like, something cooler, like, uh, like everybody gets, like, uh, I don't know, like a squirrel or something. It was like a Christmas squirrel. Like a and you let it live in your house for a month, and then you set it free after you teach. After it teaches you lessons, <laughs> like how to get rid of the spiders you let in your house from the year before, right? Mm-hmm. Squirrels eat spiders. Everyone knows. This is the true Philadelphia Christmas story. Uh, we we should get this animated post haste. Well, we gotta cut that because that'll be our Christmas movie someday. <laughs> Trove gotta get cracking on that music. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Get the jingle bells. When the first community tree was installed at Madison Square Garden during Christmas of 1912, there was some mystery about who was behind the celebrations and who paid for them. 
Several newspapers at the time credited a wealthy social dame named Emily Hirschhoff with arranging for the New York tree. You just can't call someone a dame on a on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> wealthy society dame, that sounds wealthy society <laughs> dame. Like 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 Dame Judy Dench. Not like not oh, like, like Dame Edna. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Not like uh not like some you know, 1920s mall. Yeah. Not, yeah. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with being a 1920s mall? That's that's my look this season. <laughs> not to be outdone, Philadelphia decided to get in on the act for 1913. So the bigger 19 tree. <laughs> bigger tree. We're going bigger than than, than New bigger York. tree. Take that, New York. So 1912, New York was like, we're putting one up in Madison Square Garden. This lady uh, put up uh, two trees. Uh, paid for it. And then Philadelphia was like, that's a great idea. We're going to do that, too. So 1913, a couple of cities got in on the act. Philadelphia uh, was right up front. The donors backing Philadelphia's Child Federation, the newly founded philanthropic organization, whose usual mission was the reduction of infant mortality, augmented their first year's giving with a grand gesture of public benevolence, donating a giant 63-foot Christmas tree to be erected at Independence Square. That's a big-ass tree. Yeah, Damn. right? Right from the get-go. Yeah. They are not fucking around. 300 years old, and we're cutting it down. <laughs> That's what happened to Joshua Tree, right? Somebody got it for, for Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. you too. <laughs> you too. Don't they hide their money on the uh, <laughs> the uh, Panama Papers thing? Oh, were they in that? Were they? You yeah. too was involved yeah. in that. Bono was. Oh. Yeah, can't I forget? Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> like they'll have to discredit us. They'll like they'll make us. They'll make us look like raving lunatics, and, and I mean, yeah. it, would, it, it would be very, it would, it would be very easy super to cut do. of all the things we say uh, that yeah, are wrong. It would be very <laughs> easy to do. They just listen to any episode. It'd be very easy. It's like 138 episodes. <laughs> so this mammoth Norway spruce was found at the Parry Farm near Rancocas, New Jersey, after a five-state search. So they went all around. Five states. They went all around. They looked at every tree in five different states. They like five state searches. Like, all right, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. Got it. What, what about the other two? Maryland, Virginia. Like, it, like, you didn't go that far. Come on. You couldn't just get the biggest tree in the first state? They did. It was New Jersey. It went overly over the bridge. Yeah, but they said they went to five other states. But it's just like, what was it? Like, oh, this one's only 61 feet. We, we, we Let's go to Jersey. Oh, this is 63. This is a beaut. <laughs> they were probably like picking something else up in Jersey while they were there. They were getting Panzerottis. <laughs> I mean, this is 1913. It's not easy to drive around these places. You're not like, you're not just like jumping in your heated SUV with, with your, you don't with, Google it, right? With your boys. You have to Yahoo it. <laughs> you, you got to ask Jeeves. There's not even a map quest. You can't even print it out and take it, let what? alone GPS. There was no map quest back then? <laughs> 1913, you had to rely on your horse's sense of direction. Or horses are like how comedians say men are, that mm-hmm. they don't ask for directions. They never ask for directions. They always think they right. know the way. That's what horses 
So so typical of horse. So typical of horses. Nine days before the tree was due in Philadelphia, uh, it had been shutted down the Delaware River from Bridgeboro to the Vine Street Pier. If all had gone according to plan, the tree would have been greeted by officials, a band, and 2,000 school children. Oh, wow. That sounds like a nightmare, to be honest. 2,000 kids? That's awful. Yeah, I don't know. 2,000 kids screaming. No, 2,000 <laughs> old-timey kids. Old-timey kids? <laughs> their lollies and their... <laughs> So they they all yeah they had they all had weird diseases like typhoid and stuff. You're gonna catch something. <laughs> the street urchin went for my wallet. <laughs> they got that stick with the ring and they're just rolling it down and doing things like that. Oliver Twist tried to stab me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how many making it, making dolls out of turnips. And again, there's no school buses, so how did these 2,000 children get down there? They're just like, uh, they, they just made the march down there in the cold? <laughs> there were 2,300 when they started, but. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> dysentery. Or, uh... <laughs> yeah, it was like Oregon Trail. Oregon Trail, yeah. But like 60 years later. A cooler trail. A tree trail. Tree trail. So what happened? Well, the sunset. There's no way they got this tree lit. The sunset and no tree arrived. The band waited patiently, but the school children grew restless. They were herded on the dock for a few hours by mounted police tasked with keeping the youngsters from falling into the Delaware. <laughs> oh my god. This is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> These kids are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you got these kids just out in the practically in the middle of the river at Vine Street, losing their mind. You told them they were going to see a giant Christmas tree, and then no Christmas tree showed up. And then you're like, "All right, kids, go home." Like, I- uh, go home. It's Delaware Avenue. Go home. So they, they they weren't planning on decorating it or anything. They were just like, "Here it is." The idea was that it was going to come in during the day. The kids and the band were going to escort it to the park at Independence Square. And they were going to decorate it, and then it was going to get lit that evening. But, you know, uh, uh, one hour turned into two hours, turned into ten hours, and then it was midnight, and there was still no tree. And they were like, these kids got to get home. These kids got shifts at the mine in the morning, so we better get them out of here. (laughs) (laughs) They got to clean some chimneys for us. (laughs) All 2,000 of them. The Inquirer reported, quote, there was considerable comedy, but no Christmas spirit, end quote. <laughs> All the little kids were like, the tree's not here. Santa's not real. I know it. <laughs> Christmas is canceled, kids. Considerable comedy. <laughs> Eventually, the long-lost tugboat and the tree were sighted off Port Richmond. Hey, nice. Yeah. At this point, the lighthouse at Port Richmond is spotted them in the fog. The li- and it- <laughs> it's by the strip club. By the lighthouse <laughs> by the strip club. <laughs> That's what took the tugboat so long. The real answer, the real answer is which one? <laughs> at this point, the band and the school children had gone home. Even the mounted police gave up and galloped back to the police stables. Kids, you're on your own. 
Arriving alone in the chilly darkness, the tree was, quote, unceremoniously dumped along the waterfront at Vine Street to the sibilant melod... <laughs> to the sibilant maledictions of the crew of Riggers, end quote. They were just like, get this the fuck out of here. <laughs> Remember when the Inquirer used to print words like sibilant and maledictions? You never see the words like that in there. Yeah, if anyone the Inquirer is listening, what, uh, try... Okay, try... okay. Can, 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 can... Can we get can we get past this or like like I'm I'm trying to get a job there you're fucking it up for you me. know <laughs> this is more a commentary on the people who read the Inquirer than the Inquirer itself it's not a sl- <laughs> <laughs> oh our customers that you're like please come to our fucking shop here's a the, this whole thing's an ad and you're begging these fucking people to buy fucking bullshit to buy fucking socks from you and then you're like I fucking hate these these marks these <laughs> no. <laughs> He's counting his fucking gold doubloons right now. You can't see it. <laughs> no, no. But sibilance a great word, and I wish I wish we had more opportunities to use it. Look, there was a time when they used to print words like that, and they 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 decided to stop. Those words pull low. Nobody wants to hear them. The reception committee had diminished to a handful of disappointed officials, night customs inspectors, a detail of policemen, six wharf rats, four teamsters, several Jerseyites waiting for the ferry, and 87 newspapermen. Jerseyites. (laughs) Wharf rats? There was only six? It was late. It was late. Even wharf rats have families. (laughs) Even wharf rats. Like, I can't stay. I I gotta go. (laughs) Even... Someone even loves a wharf rat. It's Christmas. <laughs> Navigating the tree the last mile through the streets was delayed as Riggers realized there was no way to avoid the overhead trolley wires. It took a long conference of several protracted telephonic conversations before a decision to postpone work <laughs> until after midnight had been made. Telephonic conversations. That's what they say in the in the article. Uh, that means phone call. It was a new Instant message. It was a new technology at the time. It was a new technology. Ahoy, hoy. It's like it's back when people used to. It's like back when people used to call the internet the web. So it was decided that work would be postponed until after midnight, when the trolley company could raise the overhead wires, uh, at which time trolley services would cease. So they just got this tree. This sounds like a disaster. Oh, it's a mess. Yeah. Uh-huh. A festooned fiasco. Yeah. The tree arrived at an empty independent square just before dawn. So they couldn't do the tree lighting ceremony. They, uh, they had to put it off. Crews worked overtime the next day to decorate it before nightfall. All right. So they're like, tonight we're going to do it for real. For real, it's here. I don't know how they let people know it was postponed to the next. Like, I don't know how word gets around back then if there's like a town crier or something because there's no, mm. there's no Twitter, mm. there's no six ABC. The 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 if the tree lighting was canceled, KYW. It's when the ticker actually did something. <laughs> <laughs> Using the ticker, go. Oh, yeah. this is what it was for. This is it. Twenty thousand citizens packed the square on December twenty fourth, nineteen thirteen. They turned Whoa. their faces towards the city's first Christmas tree that was ever set up for all the people of the city. Mayor Rudolf Blankenberg flashed... Blankenberg. Uh, 
<laughs> Rudolph is, is, is I think, the, the relevant <laughs> name to the situation. He also had a red nose. <laughs> Not for the same reason, though. The reindeer is the drunk. Uh, Blankenberg just had rosacea. Mayor Rudolph Blankenberg hit a switch and flashed on 4,200 red, white, and blue lights before Lucretia, his wife, illuminated the large electric star at its pinnacle by flicking another switch. This star evoked the significance of the tree's location because the treetopper was made of 56 little stars, which represented the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Little tiny stars. USA. 56 people signed up. That's why we got to get to 56 states. I've always said this. I've always said this. We're way behind. <laughs> We're way behind. Let's get Puerto Rico and D.C. and Guam in right now, and then Guam. we're on. We're, we're we're on our way. We are on our way. Texas could be like at least three. Yeah, let's split up split Texas. Up. We should break it down. <laughs> Side project. <laughs> Make six new states. Zeta, write that down. I'll put it on the list. Cuba, welcome. welcome. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, welcome. I'm into it. Lichtenstein. <laughs> now you're getting it. Just like out of nowhere. <laughs> Nobody saw that draft pick coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the gathered crowd then enjoyed a concert by the 45-piece regiment band, ancient Christmas chorals performed by the famous Moravian trombonists from Bethlehem, and the 700 a voices. Ska band. <laughs> Man, I had a boner joke ready to go. That's got it. That's so funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, Moravian tromboners. Uh, and 700 voices of the United Singers of the Philadelphia Choir featuring uh, Holy Night, Peaceful Night, and God Rest You Merry Gentlemen. 700. Yeah, man, it was a big, it was a big crowd, it's a big choir. That's a lot of sheet music for for that they had to kill another tree full just to print out that sheet music for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Upright and decorated, the Christmas tree at Independence Hall was an immediately popular attraction. An estimated three hundred and fifty thousand people visited before the tree was taken down. It was stripped of its branches and recycled as a flagpole for the concessing recreational playground at 50th and Chester Avenue. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. I, li- I love that they reused it. I couldn't find out if it was uh, still there. but it's uh, still there? The flag said Dallas sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if you live up by 50th and Chester, please uh, take a look. Let us know. Look out your window. <laughs> send us a message email us so the idea of a public display of Christmas built around a monumental tree in a prominent civic space had finally gotten off the ground it would continue to grow as a civic if not always philanthropic celebration I'm into it I like lights I like lights cats seem to like it so well, you know, on that note, I want to bring up something I read that I'm not sure is true. Uh, but I saw then that there was a, an NPR article 
that was talking about different reasons why tree lighting ceremonies are a thing. And one of the rumored reasons or urban legends is that uh, these secret progressive groups were actually funded by electric companies. They were funded by <laughs> <laughs> big, 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 big bulb. Yeah, by Tom, Thomas Edison and, <laughs> that and fucking uh, piece of shit. Westinghouse, and they wanted people to uh, see electricity in action. And uh, they eventually got uh, the the electric companies got together and they got the White House to do a tree lighting ceremony in I think 1923. So ten years after it was happening in civic what squares around the country. It finally happened uh, at the White House with Calvin Coolidge. Uh, and they managed to get him to do it twice, which he said he would not do. And then that's how you get it to be a tradition. And after that, it's on TV every year. And up through the 50s, more and more people are getting trees and bringing them into their home and decorating them with electric lights. What a scam. What a scam. Now you run it at Christmas time. Every, uh, every Christmas you run those twinkling lights and uh, Pico hits you with a 22% surcharge. And you're like, well, you know, worth it, baby. Yeah, they they brainwashed you into thinking it was for the Christmas spirit, but it was really just so they could uh, they could get get a couple more couple couple more gold doubloons out of you. Hey, you think those big buttons are free? (laughs) (laughs) People still do it. People like the flipping the switch and seeing lights. Lights are pleasing to the eye. I'll say it. You'll admit it. It's it's big of you. Uh, well, that's pretty much all there is to know about the first Philadelphia Christmas tree lighting and what a phenomenal festoon fiasco it was. Please check out our website, www.southfellini.com. That's S-O-U-T-H-F-E-L-L-I-N-I.com for cool Philly-inspired merch. Visit us at 1507 East Passionk Avenue in beautiful South Philly, Wednesday through Sunday this holiday season, 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. Check us out. On Instagram and YouTube, we're at South Fellini everywhere. Follow along. And TikTok. And TikTok. We're on TikTok now. Oh, we have a TikTok? Yeah, we don't know how to use it, but we're, we got it. Oh. Help us. I don't know how to use it. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the listeners help us. Oh. Follow along. Join in the conversation. We want to hear from you. Look out for new episodes of the podcast every Monday. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Get boosted. And uh, maybe, maybe put those Christmas lights on Energy Saver.